Welcome to the Cyber Guide, a security-focused podcast brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. We hope you enjoy this episode and welcome you to reach out to us with any questions. Hi everyone, this is Matt Flora with Compass Cybersecurity and I'm here with Bob Olson. Hello everyone. So today we're going to be talking about the five steps to planning a cybersecurity plan. Um, Every organization should be going over this with their risk management teams just to get a feel for where they should start. And that's a question we get a lot of times when we're talking to different clients is a lot of people don't know what they don't know and they don't know how to start in their cybersecurity strengthening journey. So today we put together five steps that we think everyone should take a look at and and consider when they're developing their cybersecurity plan. Thanks, Matt. So so these steps that we're going to cover today, as Matt mentioned, they're five steps, and they're really relevant to, to any size organization, whatever industry that they're in. So obviously you need to tailor it to your organization and to your industry, um, but I think we, we feel the steps are relevant regardless. And so just kind of go ahead and, and jumping right in. It really starts off by understanding the threats that are out there. So the first step, step number one, is threat identification and analysis. So as you may or may not know there are you know lots and lots of threats out there that could be relevant to your organization um, but not all of them are going to necessarily be relevant and and they also may not all be equally as relevant and so you really want to start with step one which is threat identification and then analyzing which one of those threats are relevant to your organization exactly a good example of that would be for example if you're a retail shop or if you have a website where clients and customers need to go to that website to purchase your products. The top threat for you would probably be like a distributed denial of service attack or something that would bring your website down or intercept client data as they're entering into your website. Whereas if you just have your website up there for educational purposes, it's still important to take a look at stuff like that, but a distributed denial of service attack wouldn't be your top threat to your organization. that's That's a great example. Thanks, Matt. Uh, the step, second step, step number two, is, and, and we find this uh, even, in, in, even in organizations that are in regulated industries, um, have never really done a baseline assessment. So it's really hard to make, as an executive or key stakeholder in your organization, it's difficult to make a, an informed decision about where you should be expending your resources when it comes to cybersecurity if you've never done a baseline assessment. And so the assessment really, as, as its name implies, it, it sets that baseline. It, it establishes where you're strong and also probably even more importantly, uh, where you're weak and where you need to allocate resources. Exactly. We, a lot of the times we'll get in uh, and start an assessment and the first thing one of the clients will say is that they know they're okay on the technical side because they just invested in a new antivirus software or new servers or firewalls, which is great, but a lot of the times it's better to assess your organization before you invest in technology like that because a lot of the times the case is that your technology is fine and you can reconfigure it a certain way for optimizing your security, but there's other areas where you might want to focus those kinds of resources. Yeah, and every and technology is super important, but um, you also want to make sure you're you're assessing the the people in the policy side. So those are you know the three pillars that we, that we talk about often: people, policy, and technology. Those all need to be assessed equally to establish that baseline, and they're very independent, interdependent um, amongst each other. So you could, and we've seen organizations kind of assess each one individually. Um, that's typically driven by budgetary constraints, but ideally you do all three um, in, at the same time, and then you can what that allows you to do 
is really map the weaknesses and strengths in each of those three areas to the corresponding area. Yeah, and, and kind of going off the assessment, a lot of the times, depending on your industry, you could be fitting some kind of a compliance standard. So that's something to keep in mind when you're going to go through an assessment like this, is take a look at any kind of compliance standard that you're supposed to be meeting and really see what you can align as far as policies, employee training, and what you guys are doing now to really fit that compliance standard. That's right. So moving on uh, to step number three. So you, you've done the threat identification analysis in step one. Step two, you've, you've done that baseline of step assessment. Step three is taking those assessment findings and, and mapping those back to the specific threats, you know, ideally the highest ranked threats for your organization and prioritizing them. So again, typically, as we mentioned, there's lots of threats that are out there. Not all of them are equally as relevant to your organization. There's also going to be uh, pretty much a, a always we find in assessments, there's a ton of, um, you know, of findings, of vulnerabilities that we uncover. And that's kind of the point of doing the assessment. But again, they're not all created equal. So you want to really make sure that you are um, addressing those vulnerabilities that are related to your highest threats. Recorded in Baltimore's historic Inner Harbor, home of the Ravens and the Orioles, land of crabs and natty bow. This is the Cyber Guide, and now, back to your host. Um, and so that is step number three, is that mapping of those vulnerabilities to the threats and then prioritizing those. It's really, really an important step. Definitely, and a lot of the times you might find a critical vulnerability, but when you take a look at stuff like that threat assessment, it might not be as critical to your organization. Um, so taking a look at stuff like those threat analysis findings really help you prioritize, like Bob was saying. Yeah, prioritization and context are so important in, in all of this. There's, there's what we find or what we've heard from, from clients that have, have gone through this or at least tried to do it themselves internally or maybe use somebody else's. It's just a tremendous amount of data to kind of wade through and make some intelligent choices out of. And so it's really an iterative process. Um, and, and it's one that you've got to be very sort of thoughtful as you go through. Um, it's important. So if you've got a kind of a game plan, uh, the, your odds of being successful are a lot higher than if you're just trying to kind of do it ad hoc. Um, so, so with that, um, moving on to step four. So step four is really the, the action step in the sense that it's remediating those findings. So you've th those high, um, high risk vulnerabilities that were identified. And a, and a vulnerability could be um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's technical. It could be a vulnerability or a finding um, because there's a lack of maybe employee training or you're particularly weak or don't have a policy in a certain area, maybe mobile device management or social media. And so it's really remediating those um, you know, critical and high vulnerabilities and, and developing out what, what we typically call a security program. So it's, you know, it's unlikely most organizations can within you know, a relatively short order of time, you know, weeks or maybe a month or two, address all the findings that they should be. And so typically it's a 12, 24 month kind of security program. Um, and again, it's just, it's, it's a methodical, thoughtful way of approaching things. Exactly, because a lot of the times, especially on the technical side, vulnerabilities are being discovered each week. I think on average, it's about 100 vulnerabilities that are being discovered each week. So it's important to really come up with a routine plan to patch your devices because just because you do an assessment in January doesn't mean even in March or, or especially not in December of that same year, those vulnerabilities aren't going to 
or there's not going to be more vulnerabilities to address. Right. This is an ongoing, as Matt said. I mean, as, as, as organizations embrace more and more technology and it becomes even more pervasive, um, the good news is, is there's a lot of efficiencies that organizations gain from that. Um, but the, the, the bad news is it also each time you introduce a new application, you're introducing a new, um, you know, potentially a whole new set of vulnerabilities. So it's really important to stay on top of these in a, a recurring fashion, kind of a regular um, ongoing security um, analysis, if you will. Exactly. And if you have stuff like policies on different applications, it's important to routinely check back and make sure they're still applicable and up to date. So if you do introduce a new application to your employees, make sure that that's being addressed in your policy so your employees know how to use that application. Good point. Good point. Thank you, Matt. So step five, our, our last in our, our five-step process here, um, is just really maintaining it. It really builds on what Matt was just describing. It's, it's incorporating and ensuring that security is part of your risk management culture. So it's that ongoing maintenance, if you will, uh, recurring act, um, you know, activities that just get into the cadence of your business. And so it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. It's not something you do sort of once and put it on the shelf. It really needs to be baked into your organization from an employee training perspective, from a policy perspective, and a, and a technology perspective. Um, it, it's sort of that health model where you're, you're continually trying to get more, you know, more healthy as a person from sort of a wellness approach. The same concept applies to organizations when it comes to cybersecurity. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's not just a one and done. I, a lot of people hope that it is, but unfortunately, in today's world, there's a lot of threats out there. So it's important to stay on top of them in more of a continuous fashion. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, just to recap. So step one is threat identification and analysis. Step two is doing that baseline assessment to really understand your strengths and weaknesses, again, across all three pillars, people, policy, and technology. Step three, taking those findings and mapping those to the most relevant and, and greatest concern from a threat perspective. Step four uh, is developing that remediation kind of roadmap, if you will, that security program. And then step five is really an ongoing process. It's making sure that you incorporate cybersecurity, cyber risk management into your uh, the regular cadence of your organization. Uh, any any final comments you wanted to make, Matt, or any thoughts you wanted no, to share? I, I think you covered all, all five of those steps really well, Bob. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this episode of The Cyber Guide. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join us next time for another security-focused podcast. Remember to subscribe to our channel if you've liked what you heard and pass it on to your colleagues. The Cyber Guide has been brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. Compass takes a risk management approach to cybersecurity, examining the employees, policies, and technology within an organization to give a complete view of their cybersecurity infrastructure. For more information on Compass and their mission to shift the world's data to be safe and secure, visit us at www.compasscyber.com.